welcome back to the Making Sense Out of Dollars podcast with Trent and Simon. Today we have a special episode with a very special guest, Alex Gibbs. We'll be discussing economics as always, but this time with a little twist. We're going to talk about how fairy tales and how greed affects your mindset. Welcome, Alex. Hi. So, Alex, what did you bring for us today? I brought a copy of the film Spirited Away. What's that about? It's about a girl named Chihiro um, who moves to a new town with her parents. And basically, they, they get lost in this little town. And her parents find a little opening shop with um, a bunch of food. And they eat it. And they keep eating it. And they turn into pigs. And she gets swept away into this world, trying to turn her parents back. And she ends up working at this bathhouse, and she tries to go back to her regular world while exploring the new world around her. And that's a Studio Ghibli film, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, what do you think makes like a Studio Ghibli film on par with like the Disney movies, even though like their pro- the production cost is way less? Yeah. Well, um, a lot of people um, a lot of people wonder that, me included, when I was first getting into this stuff. But basically, um, Studio Ghibli. Although they have uh, a smaller budget and maybe a, a smaller production team as well, they put they have a special care and affection for the, the work they're making, and they really zone in on the on the details, the background characters, the background animation, everything to make sure the world feels more as grounded and as realistic as possible, despite having like surreal elements. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so Simon and I looked at two stories. I looked at Jack and the Beanstalk. And if you don't know what Jack and the Beanstalk is, it's basically like poor boy sells his cow for a bunch of magical beans. The magical beans end up growing a giant beanstalk into the sky, and he finds a castle of giants, steals from the giants, and the giants chase him off, and the giants end up dying in the end. It's a story about like greed and how like it affects people and stuff. And then Simon talked about Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, so I took a look at um, Tale of Rumpelstiltskin. Again, I found it kind of very similar themes as Trent and Alex found, where it kind of overarching theme of greed and that desire for more and wealth. Um, So the overarching um, story of the tale begins with a daughter whose parents claim that she can do an extraordinary feat. It's usually a spinning straw into gold. And then the daughter is usually taken away by the king or prince to display this kind of unimaginable, almost too good to be true skill. The caveat that if she can complete the task, she will become his wife. And if she cannot, the king will kill her. Um, It's a hard, hard reality there. Yeah. Um, the daughter is uh, usually portrayed crying when a little man offers something in return for his help. So he offers to spin the gold for her in return for her hand in marriage or as well as her firstborn child. Um, and she takes it. And once the daughter, once the little man, Rumpelstiltskin, helps turn the straw into gold for her, um, she usually comes and is able to say her na- say the name of Rumpelstiltskin and she lives happily ever, ever after. Yeah. So Alex, you said the daughter had to work to basically get her parents back into normal people, right? So how does the film critique like the practice of using like cheap labor and the exploitation of workers uh, in like a pursuit of profit? That's a good question. Um, well, um, there's a pretty popular um, interpretation of the movie that it's a critique of um, capitalism in Japanese society. I believe the the late '90s, um, early 2000s, yeah. because the film was made in 2001. So basically, when uh, Chihiro goes to the bathhouse to um, 
she tries to get a, a contract from the yeah. the owner of the bathhouse, this witchy Baba. And she she has to go to the top floor and she, she begs her for this contract and, and you know Bobby Baba's like fine. And basically she gets sent to she gets sent to work and this entire bathhouse is just people getting worked and worked and worked and worked. So I mean I, you can see how that's a bit of a critique of, of capitalism. Like there's so many there's so many people in the background that are just never explored. Mm-hmm. And um, these people are just working and working and working. Yeah. And um, Yubaba doesn't care about them. Uh, society doesn't care about them. You know, they're the, um, the they're the people in the background that you don't see, but they're you know they're just as much they're just as much people, although they are spirits to be mm-hmm. fair, you know, spirited away. Um, but they're they're just as much uh, people. Like they have their own lives and families and whatnot, which is emblematic of uh, of like traditional like capitalistic critiques yeah or critiques on capitalism you know mm-hmm. how um uh like a capitalist society doesn't pay enough attention to the people in the in the background per se the background characters and right. quotes so guys how are greed and um the economy represented in your stories yeah so in um my story greed is obviously a very prominent theme as the girl the, or the daughter is exploited for the fact that she can create wealth for the men in society Mm-hmm. So for the um, for the father, if you're looking at him, um, he exploited her due to the fact that she can provide a power. She can provide power to him and raise him up the societal and economic ladder. Um, when for the king, when we look at the king, it's kind of a similar situation where the daughter provides him with greed and or with money. Um, due to the fact that she can spin strong to gold, even though he is already the king and wealthy, it's kind of that desire, always that desire, the never-ending desire for more and wealth. Yeah. Um, and kind of tying that back into capitalistic society that we are um, in today, it's kind of the key feature of capitalism is the motive to make a profit, where even the wealthiest 1% of the world are still striving to make more and kind of expand that gap, per se. Um, now, to Trent, what do you... Yeah, mine's kind of similar. So, in Jack and the Beanstalk, the greed is what gets him caught. So, he ends up going up and down the Beanstalk three times. And on that third time, he gets uh, caught by the giant, and the giant chases him back down. And then it's also, the giants can be represented as, like, the higher-ups in the economy because they he lives physically above in the clouds as well as just being, like, pictured as being large. Like, political comics always picture people as big, large, fat, and yeah, all that. Yeah. And that's kind of how the giants were pictured in Jack and the Beanstalk as well. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So I read an article, and uh, this guy named Gordon Gecko said, greed, for the lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of evolutionary spirit. What do you guys think about that? Well, I want to ask Alex that question first, because... I think we're going to have um, two different sides of the story here, but I'd love to see what he thinks first. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, taking a second to think about that. Um, well, I think, I think greed is, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, would, I don't think greed is good. I mean, greed yeah. is like, I mean, realistically speaking, like, you know, greed, like is, the root of so many problems. I mean, yeah. like, greed corrupts people. Greed makes mm-hmm. people do terrible things to each other. It's sure. like you know the, like what's that? What's that famous saying? Like the, 
the root of all evil is money or something like that yeah close enough um yeah i mean people say that for a reason yeah like more money more problems exactly right i mean like i mean greed causes people to just do like terrible things which i I yeah common sense goes out right right it just i don't know how can something that you know uh demonstrates the worst in humanity be a, a good thing like it serves a purpose i'd say yeah you know like it like that's how society works if the society runs around money then you know there's going to be greed like it's, it's mm-hmm. a i wouldn't go as far as to say it's like a necessary evil but i think it's it's something that's always going to exist because it's so right. deeply entwined with intertwined with like human nature mm. but no i would not agree with gordon gecko and uh i wouldn't say it's good <laughs> but it is it is a thing that's always going to be around right so yeah we have to keep that in mind See, I would have to agree to disagree with you there, Alex. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Being the capitalist that I am myself, um, I think that kind of desire for greed and always, well, not greed per se, but striving for something greater is what runs society and runs a capitalistic view that I um, that I acknowledge um, or that I subscribe to. However, looking at Rumpelstiltskin and kind of what you said earlier, I can see how... Um, you can have that point of view where obviously um, greed is not a good thing and as seen in Rumpelstiltskin it's she's it's an exploitation of people for your own gain whether that be economic political or whatever it may be um, however I do say I would probably more agree with the quote than uh, than you do but I have to agree to disagree on that then yeah, it's kind of like a two-sided coin. One side's like, yeah, it's good because it drives people to be the best person they can be. At the same time, it blinds them from reality, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely some good and some bad in greed. Yeah. Know? Like, how do you guys think that can like affect the mindset? Like, do you think they does it fog the vision, or does it like tunnel it in? Like, does it they focus on one point, or does it just clear out everything else? Well, I think it depends on the person. Honestly, it yeah. depends on what the person's like. Just if, if a person's like easy, easily corrupted by things like that, by yeah. greed, which I mean, I think a lot of people are, you know, yeah, like the idea of money, the right. idea of getting rich, whatever mm-hmm. avenue that might be, whether it's like um, whether you're building a business, whether that's like a, uh, like a good business or a bad business. Um, I mean, the aim is to make money. I mean, like you need money to to live. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think most people will, once you get to a certain like bracket, I guess you could say, like, um, the the presence of the money is like enough to corrupt them, and they, like, if you have the money to buy whatever you want, then you know, like, how are you going to make yourself happy with possessions? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in, if you're in the beginning stages of hustling mm-hmm. and trying to make money, you know, trying to build a financial future for yourself you have that you have that uh like tunnel vision exactly right right. yeah Yeah. you have that tunnel vision like you have that ambition but once you get there like what what else is there for you you know yeah kind of there's a lot of room to be corrupted because uh you 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 know you've accomplished your goal so what's next that kind of thing yeah that's a great point um like you said once you're starting out kind of that tunnel vision is probably a good thing where it's kind of you're set on one goal you're going to strive towards that goal no matter what. Um, but again, like you said, as you become, as that goal becomes more and more realistic and you become closer and closer to achieving it, I'd say it does fog your vision. Um, I don't know if the wealthiest people in the world 
kind of have that desire to kind of share back um, to what they've already achieved, you know, and kind of expand that knowledge or expand um, or to just give back in general while like the rest of the society suffers because of their kind of success almost, I'd say. Yeah. How do you guys think like fairy tales represent that now? Like reading the older styles, how's it can like how can you translate that into like the current situation of the world? Well, I mean, like a lot of classic fairy tales talk about yeah. greed and, and money. As yeah. we discussed, like as we've gone over, a lot of classic fairy tales have ties to um, well, the authors complaining. Like it's a, it's a critique about their society, whatever society they belong to, whether that mm-hmm. was the bourgeoisie or uh, German society or um, any society for that matter. Yeah, because um, a lot of fairy tales are just a, a way for authors to air out their grievances about um, the problems of society and you know money was definitely a big part of that for a lot of these authors but um, I think nowadays like taking Spirit of the Way as an example well it's a you know it's a critique about a lot of people believe it's a critique about about capitalism and uh, Japanese society is even more capitalist than or driven by capitalism than it's ever been I mean, if you take a look at like this is about if you take a look at like Japanese businessmen now, yeah. Like I saw a photography series um, earlier in the year about these Japanese businessmen and like how they have like insane work schedules and they work themselves to basically exhaustion. Right. Yeah. And they have incredibly minimal uh, days off, and like the society really doesn't. Um, to be frank, they don't really give a shit about. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about the workers. It's it's yeah. kind of like the point I was bringing up earlier. You know, like they're the background characters. And the bosses are the, are the the main characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really say that because, I mean, every person <laughs> has their lives, their families. You can't just cast people to the side. Yeah, and the, and the company think. wouldn't work without the smaller people. Yes, like I like yeah. I understand um, the appeal of capitalism, and I um, it definitely serves a purpose in society. I would say that, but I do think like, Spirited Away was a pretty realistic um, portrayal, and even a, uh, it even foreshadowed what. Um, Japanese society would continue to be like it's, yeah. it's gotten even worse in years I mean I can imagine that it wasn't that it was it was bad in the late 90s early 2000s but it's gotten so much worse in, in recent mm-hmm. years like it's just it's just a it's a problem and I think uh, Miyazaki um, took the avenue of this film to air out his grievances about that as well as um, some different issues but that definitely comes to the forefront for me personally yeah yeah, that's very interesting. Um, well said too. Um, in looking at um my tale, Rumble Silicon, obviously, it was kind of the goal was cheap labor or the easiest way to make money, which was through the daughter who could spin straw into gold. Um, and kind of looking at that in today's in today's society, you can kind of see how it relates. Where it's always how I'm trying to find the cheapest labor or the cheapest manufacturing for a product. Um, just something that can relate to even back in the 1800s when Rumpel Silskin was written. It's just it's funny how it relates to even today's society. Yeah. I read uh, two types of Jack and the Beanstalk. One was written in uh, Great Britain, another one was written in the U.S. And the differences was the one written in Great Britain was about greed and how it affects people and how you get caught kind of like following that path. But then the one in the U.S. was written as a tale of hard work coming to wealth. And it's like just the difference of the mindset of people. Like right. here, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the American dream, quote unquote. Like people want to be 
be start from nothing, work hard, and then be successful later. later. But in Britain, they were teaching ceiling's bad, don't do that. Right. You want to stay away from that greedy mm. area. Right. It's kind of right. that idea of living to work versus working to live. Um, yeah. In the U.S., you, I feel like you, your life revolves around what you do for work. The next portion of our podcast called Magical Economic Solutions is sponsored by Bang Energy. When I was looking into my story, I uh, stumbled upon a research article that talked about like magical economic solutions and how Jackson Beanstalk kind of has a magical e- economic solution within it. How Jack as a character will not become wealthy because uh, with the way his mind was and the only way for him to become wealthy was to find these magical beans, right? And I thought that was very interesting because you could relate that into the real world because there will be people with um, that mindset of, oh, I can't make that money, so I'm just going to try and get lucky. And you can do that with, like, the lottery or gambling and all these other ways which are very lucrative but work, like, one in a million times, right? Um, Yeah, I also – that's a great point. I also found something similar in my story of Rumpelstiltskin where, again, this – unimaginable outlandish task of spinning straw into gold um, but also at the same time having someone like let's per se Rumpelstiltskin who helps her do that so tying that again into the real world it could be again something where like winning the lottery is the way you see yourself making yeah. money or yeah, yeah. but it could also be something where you find a mentor or someone like someone you per se could act as your Rumpelstiltskin where yeah, they leader. kind of lead you or guide you down a certain path your success per se yeah Alex do you find anything in uh, Spirit Away about magical economic solutions yeah so I think the thing about Spirit Away that um, Miyazaki was being very careful with is that there aren't really any magical economic solutions you know because it's a straight up critique of capitalism if you don't get a job um, this is a direct quote from the movie uh, one of the workers tells Chihiro, if you don't get a job, Yubaba, the head of the bathhouse, like I was saying yeah. earlier, will turn you into an animal. <laughs> um, which her parents are literally turned into pigs. You know, like yeah. the, the classic adage, capitalist pig. Yeah. Her parents are turned into literal cap- capitalist pigs. So if you don't, if you don't do what Yubaba or society tells you, you will get turned into an animal. There's no way around it. There's no magical beans you can get that'll like... Save you from the situation. save you and, you know, yeah. you'll win the lottery. Yeah. And, all that you kind of just have to you have to suck it up and you have to work for your baba in this bathhouse to make money to uh, feed your your spirit family i right, guess which is the way that most people in, in society have to do it now where it's kind of you have to work for the money and rather than st- stroke of luck as we were talking about mm-hmm. so alex overall what can we learn from these tales that like we can take into the our daily lives well, I think the overarching theme between these three tales and really any tale that talks about economics is that, um, well, I think every economic system has pros and cons. Like, there is no true good economic system yeah. that hasn't, like, uh, hurt some group of people. Um, so it's important to be careful of that and not let the, not let the greed that exists in, these, uh, in each different uh, economic solution, I guess you could say, yeah. consume you, you know? Um, which connects to the message and spirit of the way too. Like you don't never forget, uh, never forget um, who you are as a person. 
don't let um, a society that encourages um, people to act and behave the same way um, take away from your true character, you know, what you want to do in life. Well, thank you again, Alex, for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And um, again, we want to thank our sponsor, Bang Energy, for once again providing us with great fuel to um, engage in this podcast. And we hope to see you all and tune in for our next week's episode.